Good evening. It's a privilege to be able to come and just spend time contemplating the scriptures. It's interesting that sometimes we, in our busyness to find the secrets of the scriptures, that we miss the point of some passages. And as I look at 1 Peter, let me just move this forward a bit so I don't step back onto that step. As I look at 1 Peter, there's so many things in those first three, verse 3 to 12, that I could speak to you for a month of Sundays on as topics. But it's not actually Peter's intent that I should dissect this particular passage as I was taught to do at Theo College because in so doing I actually missed the point of the passage. Sometimes it's a real disadvantage to have chapters and verses in the scriptures. If I wrote you a letter and for many of you that wouldn't have a lot of point because you don't know me. But if I were to write you a letter and we actually had a relationship, and I've got a few people here that I know quite well, would they take that letter and dissect it word by word to see what Chris is saying? Do you do that with letters? Anyone here who pulls letters apart like that? One does. As a rule, if I write you a letter, you wouldn't pull it apart. You would read it in the knowledge of a relationship that we have or don't have, and you would interpret what's being said. And this is one of those passages that we need to look at it in its entirety to understand what Peter is saying. Let me read it to you. We're reading from verse 3 to verse 12. Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. Who through for you through whom faith are through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all of this, greatly rejoice, though not for a little while you may have to suffer in grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold which perishes even through fire may result in praise glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed though you have not seen him yet you love him even though you do not see him now you believe in him and are filled with him and even though you do not see him now you believe in him and are filled with love, 
and you feel you excuse me my mind's getting a bit ahead of my mouth though you have not seen him you love him and even though you do not see him now you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy for you are receiving the end result of your faith the salvation of your words concerning this salvation the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently with great care trying to find out the time and the circumstances to which the spirit of christ in them was pointing when he was predicting the suffering of the messiah and the glories that would follow it was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you when they spoke of all these things that have now been told to you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. Now, while I was working through this passage this week, a story came to mind that's not a Christian story, but it doesn't have to be to get the point of what is actually happening in what um, Peter is writing here. Being that it's been a red rev heads heaven this weekend, I want to talk to you of a story about motor racing. In 1997, at Bathurst, the Bathurst 1000 was on. And on the second row of the grid, I don't remember who was on the first row, but the second row of the grid was Craig Lowndes and Larry Perkins. I see someone nodding. You remember? Yes. And as they took off, before they got to the first corner, the two of them rubs against each other. Now, the V8 supercars have their exhausts out the side and they're quite sharp, and Craig Lowndes' exhaust rubbed onto Larry Perkins's tyre and cut it open. Now Bathurst is a race of a thousand kilometres, 161 laps around a 6.1 kilometre circuit. So as the cars went up the hill, Larry was left with very little chance of being able to do anything. He was sensible enough to drive the car without destroying it and did a lap to get back into the pits to get a new tyre. And at that point, he was last by a bit. And in fact, some of the leaders had lapped him while he was getting his car sorted. Now, his co-driver was a bloke by the name of Russell Ingle. And Russell Ingle, after the race, was interviewed and he said, I thought we were dead. I really didn't believe that there was any hope in winning the race. Larry Perkins, who was a great engineer as well as a great race car driver, determined as the owner of the team that they would go flat out for 160 laps. Now, in a race of that length, you tend to back off a little bit and you do a little bit of cruising and you look after your machinery. They'd had the disappointment of 
feeling like they were lost, but they decided to put the pedal to the metal and just go for it. And at the end of the day, they won. Just unheard of. And that story reminds me of what Peter is writing here. Peter is writing a letter to the elect, to Christians. Not writing to everybody. He's writing to a special group of people about their lives. And he says, there will be disappointments. There will be sad times. There will be difficulties. That goes with the territory. And I don't mean the Northern Territory. It goes with that as well. It goes with life. It's what you choose to do with what happens that ultimately determines salvation. I've said to people over the years that there's two parts to life. First, what happens to you that you have often no control over? Second, how you respond to what happens to you. Most people don't realise that that first part of what happens to you is only about 10% of your life. How you respond to what takes place is about 90% of your life. You make choices determined on the things that have happened to you and you can make a choice to roll over and be a whip dog or you can choose to fight. And this story with Larry was he chose to fight. If he was going to lose, he was going to lose having given it everything. As Christians, we're within the group of people that Peter is writing to, the elect. And he's saying horrible things will happen. Now, by the time he was writing this letter, Paul would have spent a fair bit of time in jail. And they all knew that he was in jail. They knew other Christians who had been put to death. They knew Christians who had been kicked out of their communities. And there was a choice to make for all of those people. What will I do? Will I roll over and just accept that that's the way it is and put up with it? Or will I actually in the strength of the Holy Spirit, live out my life bringing glory to God. And Peter's saying to the people that he's writing to in this letter, live your life to gain glory for God. But in so doing, you actually gain far more than glory for God. In living a Christian existence with the things that might happen to you, the wonder is that you have a promise of salvation that is in heaven where it doesn't perish. Peter says even if it was gold, gold eventually taints. 
but salvation kept in heaven for those who are believers in Jesus Christ does not taint. It will never taint. And for those who continue to live a faithful life, regardless of the things that have happened to them, will enter into God's kingdom and will receive the greatest prize of all, salvation. Now, Larry Perkins, when he won that race, he probably earned a few dollars for it. It wasn't bad for his business. He had his face on every paper in Australia and a few overseas as well the next day. But had I not mentioned this story today, would you remember Larry Perkins? And I think you probably wouldn't. Things in this life don't last. But having your name written in God's book of life does last. And we're in this world at this point in time to live in such a way that our names are written in the book of life. Now, Gavin's been talking in the last few Sundays about sacred parts of your life and work. And I want to say to you that you want to get away from that way of thinking. All of your life is sacred. All of your life is sacred as a Christian. You are living daily, moment by moment, to the glory of God. And yes, things will go wrong. We know that. Times you will fail, and we know that. You've only got to go back to the Easter story and Peter to remember that. But don't allow those failures to undermine what God is doing in your life. If you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, The promise of an eternity in the kingdom of God is there as yours. It's a promise. God keeps promises. I've had a lot of odd things happen in my life and things that have been discouraging, and yet I know deep in my heart and through the Holy Spirit speaking to me that God has promised me eternal life. If I... Trust in Jesus. So, folks, for those of you that don't know Jesus yet, let me encourage you to find a relationship with Jesus because that's how you end up gaining the greatest gift of all, salvation, an opportunity to spend the rest of eternity in the kingdom of a living God. For those of you that do know Jesus, Let me encourage you to walk daily, moment by moment, in his ways. The world will tell you how you should should live. Don't listen. Don't listen to the world because the world is not interested in your welfare. The world is interested in your demise. Jesus loves you, this I know, for the Bible 
tells me so. And with Jesus' love and a relationship with him, we have a place in his Father's kingdom which will last for an eternity. Let's pray. Loving Father, you are an awesome God. You have made promises in this particular scripture passage about eternal life, salvation. And you've made it for those who accept Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. Father, I just pray that we might, those of us who don't know you, give our hearts to you. For those of us who do know you, Father, that we will be convicted to continue to strive to live a life that honours you and brings glory to you. And we pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.